0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast, brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog. I am Cami Black. Joining me this evening, we've got Craig Manson. Good evening, Craig.
1: Good evening. How are
0: we doing? Ian Hayes with us again. Hello, Ian.
2: Hello. I'm currently messing about with my monitors. I'm confused now.
0: Are the monitors is in like screens or monitors? Have you got like you got like the full rock and roll setup where you're getting the oh, yourself played hey, back man. to
2: you? Uh, yeah. No, uh, not, not sound wise, just more uh, visual. No, I'm, I'm double monitored up, but that's, that's usually with my work laptop. And I've right. just plugged a new one in, and now the mouse was moving the wrong way. It was like having inverted mouse.
0: Oh, is it like where just... the mouse looks like it's going all the way around the back of the computer and through the other side? Yes. yeah. You need to switch the screens. Right click, uh, yeah, allocate exactly. one as one and one as
2: two. <laughs> yeah. I've actually swapped one and two over. I just found that at the very last few bars of the song. But oh, I don't. I don't know if I've uh, verified. You know, made it do the identify detecting. I might just unplug the damn thing. To be honest, we'll be seconds. fine. Listen, here's yeah.
0: a good. This is a good tutorial on uh, using dual screens. We, we are nothing if not a public service. Um,
2: They're vital uh, for some circumstances, and uh, I, I recommend it. if you have the facilities to do so I recommend dual monitors.
0: Dual monitors are amazing. It's life changing. You know that it makes me feel like do you remember the guy with the headset in Cloud City in Empire Strikes Back? First sure. time first time I got dual screens, that's exactly how I felt
2: does he just look like Mr. Strickland from Back to the Future or is it the same guy? <laughs> I don't think it is Mr.
0: Strickland you know, I don't it's think look- it is Mr. Strickland is it? I mean, because not um he also looks like somebody else.
2: Yeah, because so what else is Mr. Strickland? God. He's in. He's in like all the team things as angry substitute teacher guy who will write his name on the chalkboard and make it squeak. Is
0: James you know Tol- Mr. Strickland's James Tolkien, of course.
1: Yeah. you know what, Chewbacca, you're a slacker. You're a slacker. <laughs> you're a slacker.
0: Um, I don't believe he Lovely is the same person it was in okay.
2: Empire Strikes Back. No, I don't get us either. We've I've got just... lots
0: of geeks listening to this. So, so, <laughs> can someone tell us who the? Now,
2: I mean, now I feel like I've just you know I've been. Um, I don't know exactly what kind of if you'd, it's not exactly racist, but just suggesting that all bald people of that elk in the eighties look exactly the same.
0: All bald men in eighties films look the same. Yeah, I don't think that's a stretch, and you know? I don't think that's being racist. No. <laughs>
2: What's baldest? Is there, uh, what? I don't
0: know. What I can tell you is Empire Strikes Back. If you type in Empire Strikes Back Cloud City, then Stop. one of the auto-suggestions is bald guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: He's called Lobot. Just... Lobot. They shaved his head and drilled holes into them. Nice. So, um, But it's not what, necessarily... What, by
2: choice or...
0: I mean, a male so human from the planet Bispin, who, with the assistance of AJ6 Cyborg Construct, was paid to run battlefield calculations for the Galactic Empire. And then he went to um, be a croupier on Cloud City.
2: Um, when money's that?
0: I don't know if we can find... I'm trying to find out who the uh,
2: actor is. though. So, <laughs> that's like getting a residency in Vegas, moving to Cloud City. John
0: Hollis. John Hollis is the actor that plays the bald guy. He's not the same man that plays... Uh, Mr. Strickland, this is a hell of a rabbit hole we're falling down we here. We've skipped
3: this. We, were we've still people. done seven minutes of talking about Mr. Strickland no,
0: and the bald central. guy from Cloud City.
3: Can't, anyway, can't fill this well after I've moves. not,
0: I've not even, I've not even introduced Johnny in. <laughs> Hello, Johnny.
3: <laughs> Hello.
0: He was late coming on. To be fair, look. Anyway, this is the kind of uh, high quality chat you get week in week out with this podcast. More of that to come if you are listening to us um you will have found us on one of the podcast platforms um numerous uh, that they are apple podcast google podcasts amazon spotify anywhere else you can get audio podcasts we are also broadcasting live at the moment on uh, facebook twitter and twitch and you can watch the podcast back on there as well if you're our patreon go to patreon.com slash scottish rugby podcast and from three pounds a month uh you will uh get not only the main podcast with our adverts but you'll get a bonus weekly podcast as well that you can watch on a live stream and watch back later and also um, you get a special audio the, uh, an audio version of that as well. So this week then um, we've got some big news. the biggest news of the day which probably is the most um, excited I think our group chat has been is that Bruce Springsteen <laughs> is playing uh, Murrayfield next May. <laughs>
3: It's like someone Bruce. took a Venn diagram of my interests. It's <laughs> and we're like, yeah. Springsteen at Murrayfield. Ta-da.
0: So, um, given we've opened with, with seven minutes of nonsense, what we thought we'd do is come up with some uh Bruce Springsteen Scottish rugby puns to open with. Johnny, have you got you've got a couple, I think.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll go for my, my twofer, which is uh, obviously a homer pick, uh which is Fourth uh, of July, Duffers Park, brackets, tandy.
0: Very good. Well there. Did did you have any, in?
3: Um
2: yeah, I've got a couple. Um Rona um had uh, Born to Rock.
0: Born to Rock's a, very good.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um what do I have? Yes, um you can look, but you better find touch.
0: Oh I this like that one. one.
2: Yeah. Uh everybody's got a grace and heart. Oh. <laughs> um and, and one I came up with just a wee while ago, which uh, also invokes Warren Zevon. Who uh, I adore. It's a song that uh, Bruce and Warren can try to co-write. So one's called Genie Needs a Shooter, and one's called Genie Needs a Shooter. So you know Dave Rennie, you know Rennie needs a Hooper.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Very very topical. Uh, Andy Steele saying, "Will uh, Will Tony play Bruce out of position and have (laughs) him as the support act?"
2: Yeah, well, the Chili Pipers are doing the three-hour set.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. The Chili Pipers are playing the entire born run on bagpipes.
2: (laughs) My mate used to be their sound engineer.
0: The Chili Pipers? How do you you sound engineer the Chili Pipers?
2: Stand
3: far away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you said that, because my answer is going to just be turn everything down. I
0: was going to say, just like... (laughs) Having to kind of like show great, yeah, what we yeah, need yeah. Is a sound engineer with self, significant amounts of self restraint.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One of the furriest people, like sort of showbiz celebrities he met um, during his time with them was uh, Lionel Blair, who I've seen a video of <laughs> making a very rude hand gesture,
0: <laughs> which was at quite the Chili pipers.
2: Um No, it was uh, in the the the, uh, the pub after the show, and he okay. said he said that Lionel Blair had. The most body stories he's ever heard from <laughs> all these years on tour.
1: Them, I can imagine. Um, my my dad yeah. used to. My dad used to do the lights um, at the uh, at the Edinburgh um, the King's Theatre in Edinburgh, and used to. Uh, um, Lionel Blair used to lend him his sports car, and um, to run about town in. all those years ago. That was that's years ago when yeah, he was young.
0: I bet Lionel knew where quite a few bodies
1: were buried. Oh, I'm sure.
0: Um, <laughs> did you have any? Did you have any Bruce
1: Springsteen rugby puns, Craig? Uh, the only one I could come up with is "Do Handbound Train."
0: <laughs> oh, nice. I've I've got some my, minor minor fairly. I've got "Streets of Allendelfia. <laughs> That's
2: pretty uh, good
0: work. we had born born in the URC, which is fairly straightforward. Uh, horn to run. Nice. Nice. Johnny Gray
3: ninety nine, nice
0: Johnny instead of Johnny ninety nine, and this uh, is this is this is a, this is a stretch. receiver works as a uh, highway P Schumann instead of highway patrolman.
3: I like it. Do you know? What, do you know who had some really good ones? Rory's were brilliant.
0: Yeah, have we got Rory? Has anyone got the chat? Rory's uh, yeah, were very the,
3: good. Dancing in the dark was my favorite. Right.
0: <laughs> yes, um... Kitty McRae's back in town.
3: Yeah. Oh, darkness, yeah. On, oh, the darkness
2: on the edge of Townsend. Yeah. <laughs> darkness oh, okay. on the edge of Tunney. That was me. Yeah. Um, uh, the ties at
1: crouch binding gauge. That yes, I like nice.
0: that. as That's well really <laughs> So yes. Uh, so, well, needless I to say,
1: I think there'll be a podcast uh, trip to see Springsteen in, uh, uh, when he, uh next year. Yes, any. I've That's already been
2: think... tasked with buying the tickets as Rona will be busy in CT that day. So uh, I think
0: what we'll do is we'll um, we'll record a podcast afterwards. <laughs> Even if there's rugby on the week before it's like, we're just going to talk about what happened at Murrayfield with Bruce Bruce's set for 2 hours. Um, so that's that was that was exciting news. Um what else were we going to talk about tonight? Um uh, shall we talk about the rumors of Glasgow's new coach? Craig, Craig, were you pushing your laptop back away from you there in like a, in a fit of giggles, she, or was
2: look, so he can get his <laughs> giant bucket of popcorn out? That's what...
1: <laughs> I'm just going to sit back here and.
0: So, uh, Rob Robertson at the Daily Mail is reporting that John D'L, Scotland forwards coach, is in talks to be the new Glasgow Warriors coach on a part-time basis no not part-time sorry job share basis with his forwards coach role until the end of the world cup johnny this seems like a supremely bad idea on a number of levels
3: yeah like oh no i like that's not to say that john deal is a bad coach Mm. like i like john deal i think john deal is a really good coach and he's a really good forwards coach for scotland um have we looked at some of the front rows that we've got on this tour in Argentina at the moment? Because I think John DL is going to be pretty busy till the World Cup. <laughs> like, I don't know how much time he's going to be able to, to commit to Glasgow, given the state of the front rows at the moment in the national team. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got work to do. Let's let's put it that way. What does I, it force us- him to do?
0: I suppose the question is because we've got we've got a scrum coach though. So what does a forwards coach do?
1: Craig. <laughs> um, well, the forwards coach will deal with your... Well, he'll, he'll basically deal with your uh, uh, how your forwards are going to play, um, how they're going to move, for, you know, move forward, how, you know, deals with... Depending on how many... Uh, whether you're going to have line-out coaches or whether you're going to coach a line-out yourself, say, again, with the scrum, also, with uh, when it comes to the breakdown, um, dealing with breakdown as well as defensive break, uh, attack and defensive scrums, lineouts, breakdown, etc. So, anything to do with forwards, really. Do yeah. have
2: pods as well, or would that be more a forwards coach? That's what No, sorry, no um,
0: we do. We, we, no, that's, um that's the that's the comms people that do the podcasts. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I would. I. I well, I, if I if I think of myself as a forward coach, I would be dealing with pods as well. Yeah.
0: What's buzzing Who's,
3: with me? Who's buzzing? Yeah, it's really, really annoying, isn't it? It's
1: like someone's. Oh, I think it's maybe
3: my phone. Oh, that's my phone. Sorry. <laughs> sitting my desk. It
0: sounded like someone was trying to start up some ambient music. My bad. Um, phone,
2: is it? Aye. Ian. <laughs> are, you, Ian. Uh,
0: are you enthused by this? I mean, Mark Dodson was promising that, well, he didn't promise. He said the Glasgow job will attract the best candidates in world rugby, I think, or words to that effect. And it turns out it's attracted a guy three desks away who probably isn't going to cost an awful lot of money.
2: Well, this was thinking like as soon as Danny Wilson was um, put down. He wasn't put down, come on. (laughs) Well, he was put down repeatedly (laughs) with pithy remarks. I've got awesome images, now. I've got images set, now of... Um, he he was sent now. to the farm.
0: I was going to say the <laughs> Glasgow squad. Where's, where's Danny gone? Oh, we've sent him to the farm.
1: <laughs> He's having a lovely time. There's lots of other coaches there. And he gets to sniff <laughs> their, their bums and everything. It's great.
2: All right, that's enough about Danny Wilson's hands. Uh, <laughs> oh, But as soon as it was you know, announced that he was gone, uh, John DL was the, the first choice. If it was going to be... like an in-house appointment, I said, it'll be John Dale. Uh, but then, what's in? then we got the talk of, oh, we're scouring far and wide for the very, very best. It's like, oh, but you're just going with, the, like you said, the guy three doors Um If they just said from the outset, you know, we probably, we will promote him because, I mean, they've pushed Pete Horn up pretty quick through the rankings, so I don't think anyone would have a complaint but because they've made this promise of scouring the globe for the best um, to then, a few weeks later, be like... I mean, of course, this is only Rob's uh, info. We've yet to hear from the SEO themselves. Yeah. Rumours are just rumours. I mean, I'm not saying... I think
0: I've... I mean, I've got... This is mad tin for a territory, but interestingly (laughs) enough... um, Stuart Lancaster has been linked two days ago, two days before that announcement. Stuart Lancaster was linked to Racing 92. And then all of a sudden we get Rob being linked, you know, leaked with with the probably going with John D L. Now, it might not be Lancaster, but it does we have seen it from the SIU before. And it happened to the SIU before. All it takes is someone's agent. I mean, it might be Stuart Lancaster, it could be another coach's agent, you know, just leaking stories or stonewalling the SIU about a deal and then the SIU go right while we'll leak a story and say we're thinking about somebody else and that might turn the head or make them think more seriously about our offer. Now it could be it could be Lancaster. His agents are saying kind of threatenise at racing ninety two to make um the SIU try to up the money and the SIU just playing hardball going oh well if you're not interested for the money we're offering we'll just promote John here and give him the job. <laughs>
1: I think it'll be part of that. I think um you know but you know Pendergast has left racing and is is, is yeah. to 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 go back to monster so there is a, a fairly high level position for Lancaster to, but does Lancaster so want how, to be... does he
0: want to commute to Paris though from from well, from, I think, from, I think, from Lancashire he's he's think... he's a struggle he was a struggle enough to get him to go to London to get the England squad down to London he insisted on training <laughs> in Leeds the entire time he was there just so he did not to travel for it.
1: I think the other th- the other side of things, um, is the fact that um, does he want another um, coach's job, or does he want to come and actually be a DOR and and, and run the team? You know, so. But even if it is Glasgow, but you know, we'll wait and see.
2: Mm.
0: So,
2: what
1: are we got saying Even if it is Glasgow, what's that meant to right. <laughs> <laughs> I was being I was bitchy. Like I'm allowed it. to be bitchy. I've just I've been I've been I've been with Johnny for the last four well, hours, it, so I was just... How's the Rubbish, rubbish,
0: rubbish. 19 uh, minutes and 31 seconds. Need to go <laughs> back and correct that. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> well, he, had um, to,
3: he, had, he had to ask, didn't he? Like, there's only one way to couldn't have waited before. for the
0: Patreon pod where the loudest swear could you, I Had poke <laughs> the bear. I, I didn't say it. It was. Well, I know it's him that said it, but...
3: It's not like you didn't know that was going to be the reaction.
0: It's like dealing with kids. It's like dealing with kids when my kids are fighting. You know, it's like you know the one that's punched is is in the most trouble, but the one that continually prodded the one that eventually snapped is is, is, is in a fair amount of bother as well.
2: Continually prodded. <laughs> and
1: so I, I just, just a, got a
2: short temper.
1: Jeez. And I just sit in the background smiling. That's
0: it. <laughs> I know. because John's not here this week, Craig.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, right. So um, the other kind of thing i wanted to talk about um and i was going to make this my hands and but i thought might as well cover it while we're here is the under 20s and there's a lot of people um getting very very panicked craig about the fact that the under 20s have had a poor run of things and apparently this is now going to be um scotland are now destined for successive wooden spoons because our under 20s are getting spanked now i seem to remember that uh, maybe aside from a couple of seasons ago, but generally our under twenties have never—they've got had the odd result. Yeah. But I don't think the performance of the under twenties is necessarily indicative of the future performance of Scotland teams because it's not—you know—you don't just pick up the entire under twenty squad and then plonk it in your Six Nations squad the next yeah, year. It's a—it's a continual thing.
3: Italy under twenties is really good.
0: Yeah, and they—they've they, always like- been good though.
3: Yeah, so it's clearly not a signifier of what's going to happen to the senior team.
1: Well, it's it's difficult because, I, and and that's the, that's the question we have, you have to really ask, don't you, Johnny. It's, it's 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 because if you look at, for example, Garbisi's come through, um, uh, who's the, the young lad that scored a try against um, Wales to 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 win. Um, or did he set the guy up? Or, he set uh, it up yeah. As a yeah. You know, they have a youth system that's starting to get into gear now, I think, in Italy. Capuzzo, sorry. Capuzzo, that's the guy, yeah. Um, we've ne- We've never, I, I don't remember, and I'll, I'm sure I'll be corrected online, um, but I've never really seen us, we've never really had a, an absolutely storming under 20 squad. Um, they all seem to develop once to get into senior rugby. Um, and that's where our gems come out of. But also the sevens circuit seems to develop them more than the than the under twenties. Because George Horn played under twenties and and he was seen and he was liked, but then when he went to sevens, it was that that's really where he developed and became the player that he is. So it's, it's a difficult one. I know that Kenny Murray has come out and said that, uh, that it's needed a top-down review of the under-20s section um, or the youth um, pathways. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he's got to say about it.
0: I suppose the thing is then, Johnny, that if, like like Craig said, if, if the development comes on for Scottish players when they enter senior rugby, maybe the difference is that a lot of the other under-20s are already playing senior rugby. If you look at the likes of England, maybe they're they're, they're more exposed to that earlier than Scotland do. And we said last week it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing because there's an argument to say you don't want to introduce people too early to those to the rigors of it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think that the other countries definitely do rush people through a lot earlier. Like, I don't think Lewis Reesamit, for example, would be in the Scotland senior team at 18 like he was in Wales. And then there's also an element of like I know we joke about it and stuff but a lot of the players in the Scotland senior team didn't come through the Scotland system.
1: Mm. Like,
3: we've we've got a really good expat programme and a really good programme for going out and discovering talent who are Scots qualified in other parts of the world. We, we don't rely as much on our under-20s as much as someone like Italy does, because we're yeah. able to go out and go and bring in Scottish qualified talent from other parts of the world. So... Like, it, it's frustrating and it's it's quite upsetting to watch the under-20s get beaten around every week. But I don't think it's a, like, harbinger of doom for the national team, to be honest. Yeah. I Ian, oh, sorry. sorry. No, go no, on.
2: Anyway. Well, you go you Ian? Go? <laughs> God, see, we're all so damn polite around here. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had to nip out there. There was a... Rona had headphones on, there was a buzz at the door, so I, she couldn't hear it and I had to run it. Um... Yeah, I'm, I mean, thing is, it is a little bit embarrassing. A lot of the times, what the common sort of theme is, is that the Scottish under-20s look physically under, under-prepared. Like, you know, like who's doing their S&C? Um, and they seem to get bulldozed quite a lot. Well, like Johnny also said, is that he can't always class under-20s as... A, a sort of guide to who's going to progress onto greatness, because we've all seen people who are great sportsmen juniors or you know amateur level who haven't been able to progress onto uh, professional. Um, but you know, you will get there. Should be some shining lights coming through from there, and most of them seem to be coming from uh, down south rather than coming through uh, Scottish club pathways.
1: Well, my my point I was going to make. Um, was you you also have to look at the fact that and and you can probably hit me back with it all the years, but um, if you look at England, for example, um, each club has their own um, uh, academy, and they been the the boys in the academy are being introduced to senior level rugby. Very you know, you look at Henry Arundel and uh, um, uh, which I think some of the other players, the younger players that are coming through that, you know, they're they're being introduced into senior, hard senior level rugby earlier. Um, And if you look at our Super 6, for example, you know, you're not seeing a huge amount of the under 20 squad playing in Super 6. There are a few, but for example, uh, Callum Norrie, who um, has come through system through Howe and then gone to Strathallan and then, um, he's he's now he was playing for Sterling. He came on a couple of times. I think he started. Um, started uh, in one yesterday. Of the games, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I mean, against for Sterling. all right,
3: okay. all right yeah.
1: um, And then was hooked at thirty minutes or twenty minutes. Um, and so it's it's they're not. And as we know with props, and we've talked. You know, if I, we're going to talk about, you know, obviously I'm going to talk about props. But if you look at, for example, Xander Ferguson, he needed a lot of time to get to the level he's at and unfortunately because we needed a, a tight head prop and he was very he, was, he 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 was showing himself to be a very very good tight head prop he was brought into the team a lot quicker than than, than a lot of a lot of teams would bring in a a, a a prop at that age so it's it's i don't know if i, I don't know if they're getting the the senior level rugby
0: As much as we would probably like them to. Yeah, there's a question here on 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 Twitch. (laughs) Nemesis69 says, "Do you not think if you're good enough, you're old enough to play at senior level?" I think we've made that point in the past. I think the question is whether or not they're ready for senior
2: rugby. Look, Craig was saying about means Ferguson was kind of fast tracked, (laughs) and because we were so short at tight (laughs) head. But he even was interesting at the beginning. Yeah, it, I thought he was he was holding his own. Like, I remember his, yeah. de- his debut Six Nations game. Even Paul Connell, I think it was Paul Connell's first uh, first co-commentary job just after he'd sort of announced his retirement, and it was against Ireland. He said that like, he was like, actually the penalty should have gone to Scotland because Ireland were angling in. Once he got a view of spider cam, mm. um, so maybe that exposure, I think that exposure to high level has helped. Obviously, one of the problems with Scotland is that we only have the two. Uh, pro teams so getting decent exposure to as Craig said you know sort of top level uh, club of like senior rugby um, can be difficult uh, and speaking of which uh, yesterday we saw Jamie Doby is going to be playing at Bay of Plenty in New Zealand which I think was a an interesting move it will certainly well I think uh, I think the only other player we've had off them is Hugh Blake um, but, well, did, oh no! Um, Cole Forbes. Just... Cole Forbes uh, came from Bia Plenty actually. And so... didn't um,
0: didn't Finn go and spend a bit of time out there on the John mcfield scholarship as well?
2: Yeah. Was it them or Forbes? Not Taranaki. Yeah. No.
3: Was it Taranaki? I can't remember. Yeah. We'd have to look it up. The the other thing as well about like about playing at senior level, you know, is. Like Ian just touched on the conditioning and, and and the size of the players and stuff, and I will come back to Callum again because he is the one, he's, you know he's the one that me and Craig know because we play with his dad, so we've known him since he was dead dead wee, and he came on in the under twenty six nations, and I didn't recognise him when he came on because he went away to Strathallan when he was seventeen, mm. uh, and it's a completely different shape now to to what he was like when he left. So when you when you start bringing players into senior rugby at like 18, 19... A lot of them have still got a lot of physical development to do. So you might be good, but you might find yourself playing a position that you're maybe not physically prepared for because you're still in the process of developing into your body shape. So you've yeah. you you've kind of got to factor that in as well. Like I would never in a million years, when, when Callum left Howe, would I have thought he was going to be a tight head. And that's when he's playing now for Scotland in the, the 20s because he is – a totally different shape now at nineteen to what he was
1: when he left. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that, that's that. Johnny's by one with that. Um, you know, Callum. I know we're talking about Callum, and we're not trying to pick on him or stuff. You know, because he's he's a really, really good lad, and, and and we know the family, and 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 all like the family a great deal. He just, you, we would have thought he was going to be a second rower, or a back rower. He was a he was a tall lad, very very fit, very very strong. rode, he, he crewed with uh, with you know he, he he rode a lot and He was really really that was what who, what what we expected and all of a sudden I, I was exactly the same as Johnny when he came on uh, for under twenties what well, Callum's on, <laughs> and, and and he just it was a different shape um, so I I don't know whether it's it's they're picking these big fit lads. I think we talked about this last time. they are picking these big, fit lads to go. Right. Well, we're going to we're going to put them into, into um, programs with um, private schools so that they, they you know we'll get the you know they're going to the gym five five six days a week and they, and and they're going to build them into these monsters. But I don't think I I, I personally am am unsure whether the academies for Glasgow and for Edinburgh are exposing these players to enough senior level rugby hard nasty senior level rugby um that we we all used to play
2: as soon as we had this link up with uh was it Swa in d2 yeah yeah why don't we send all our boys over for a season of d2
1: (laughs) Yeah. Go and uh, send,
0: go and send the young lads out to scrum against some
1: forty-year-old gnarled Georgian. Yeah, they might, they might lose an eye or something, but they'll be fine. Um, but that's the thing. About, Michael
2: Bisping you know, won a UFC championship with one eye. They'll be fine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I could, I could. You know, I know it's not going to happen because it doesn't happen anymore because of health and safety and things like that. But I learned all my scrummaging work when I was an under eighteen. Uh, going into senior, we, we trained with the senior men and we would sit and we'd, we'd scrummish together. Now, I know it can't happen and I'm not harking back, oh, it was better in the older days, it wasn't. But it, like, for example, my son is doing pre-season at the moment with the senior men and he's 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 been with them now for for two weeks. There's no contact, it's all just fitness, but just... Being able to talk and spend time with them and re- and look at the size that they are and and think right well you know I need to work with I need to work on this I need to work on that it has developed them for two weeks automatically and and it's not that it's you know and and you know it's the it's just it seems to be that when they go into the, these academies they get put in a bubble and I don't yeah. know if it's and if there's that's. a
0: difference isn't it because there is a difference I my, my brother I've talked to my brother about it before when he went from you know playing hooker at, colts level to go in and playing for Berwick firsts and he you know he'd say the same you know it's you, you're going from playing against lads the same age and same size as you and, and to a certain extent if you if you if you're good at that level or even excel at that level there's there's nothing to fear because you're going up against someone your own age your own mostly your own size Whereas i remember my brother going in. i can't remember who it was he was up against it was a former scotland international hooker and my brother said he kept going, my brother kept winning against the head. And the guy said, if you do that again, I'm going to do you the next scrum. So my brother did it again and got doing do it at the next scrum. But he said, <laughs> that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you have to go with. You have to kind of be able to stand, not be intimidated going in up against a, you know, as an 18-year-old prop like Xander Ferguson, for example, going in and scrummaging in his first scrum up against an England front row where, you know, of, Whoever it would have been at the time, like probably Dylan Hartley, might have been up against you know, and, and the likes of that. You know, old guys that have been around the block, and that's that's not the same as playing somebody your same age. So yeah. I don't know. And I don't yeah, know I, like it. I
3: used to hate playing against teams that had those old boys in them because you know for a fact that they know every single trick in the book, and you're going to get to see the whole array of it by the end of the game. And you like you cannot. You're right. You can't prepare yourself for that at age grade.
0: Yeah. Well, we don't know what the answer is. More, more rugby somehow, but against. I don't know. A, 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 maybe a, a B League, a, a, a URC B League. Well, hang on. What's Probably the point?
2: Of all, well, if we're punting all that money, you old glory, why not send them over some M L R as well?
3: Can we not get them in this funny curry cup with uh, the Irish B teams?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Speaking of Jamie Dolby, by the way. Uh, Prime SRU slash Glasgow comms behaviour to announce that he's got to play for for Bay of Plenty twenty four hours after he was on Bay of Plenty's Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> That's just
0: a time difference, surely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll coordinate. Someone's just mis- mis- misunderstood the time difference. We'll coordinate our uh, announcement at the same time.
2: <laughs> so, oh yeah, so this is for tomorrow. All right, yeah, no problem. <laughs>
0: tomorrow, tomorrow at nine, yeah, and nobody's gone. G, yeah, is that BST or New Zealand time? <laughs> um, okay, uh, should we talk about the Argentina game then?
2: well I suppose we should.
0: Yeah, I, suppose, I, um, I don't. That scoreline. I, I was watching the highlights again tonight just to kind of remind myself what happened, and I kind of um forget. But I kind of go, well, wow that scoreline flattered Scotland quite a lot." I know Argentina were pretty poor, but it didn't feel, and even on rewatch, it didn't feel like we were that good, Johnny.
3: No. What we did do, though, is took every chance that got given to us, Mm -hmm. which is not something that Scotland always do. So we probably didn't play well enough for 80 minutes to merit that scoreline, but every time we had an opportunity to score, we took it. So um, you know, we can't be too mad at that because traditionally Scotland don't don't always do that. So it was, yeah. it was nice to see it happen for once. What what was the difference
0: for you then, Craig? Between last week and this week?
1: Um I think I think we I think our forwards were um stronger, more confident. Um I think uh Hewish and uh, Darge Rory Darge were very strong, gave the rest of the forwards confidence. I like um, the fact that
0: Jamie Lyle has, has called them the Jackal Brothers. The
1: Jackal yeah, Brothers, yeah, I like to that meet a you. Lot. yeah. Um, I much enjoyed <laughs> that also.
2: Right at the end, that nearly deserved an adding and a round of applause tweets. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I think, I, I think it's. I, They 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 seem stronger um, at the set piece, Um, and I think uh, I think the the sort of the rustiness or the or the lack of effort kind of was shaken off. They they didn't start well, Um, and uh, and then when you know come half time, I think I think they kind of realised actually we're going to get beaten here again if we don't get racked together. Um, I am concerned. about Blair Kinghorn, and it's the first time I've really watched, and maybe taken my Kinghorn shaded glasses off and going, is is he he does? I really don't think he suits Tony's game plan um, at ten, and I'm concerned about it. Um, so I think. When we when we started bringing in the the crash ball, I think we obviously identified a, a weakness in the ten twelve channel um, for for uh, for Argentina. So we started throwing these crash balls, um, and it, and it seemed to work. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, I think that was the main difference. I think also you know, give him give him his due. When Ross Thompson came on, um, he turned into a more um, because we went to a more Finn Russell and um, Adam Hastings style ten, where we weren't putting these sort of backdoor passes out that that, that were being dropped, etc., or missed, he went back to these sort of the, the same sort of style as um, as Finn and as, as Adam Hastings would play. It seemed to click again, and that's where it seemed to sit, suit the, the Tunney game plan a little bit better than, than Blair did.
0: Yeah, Ian, you've not been here for the last few weeks and we've kind of gone over the Blair-Kinghorn thing. It feels like a little bit to death but Gregor Townsend has forced us once again to talk about it. I'm crazy alluded to it there, and it is. It, it does seem, and I think what the conclusion we came to last week is that Gregor Townsend obviously likes Blair-Kinghorn as a 10, but isn't prepared to change Scotland's game plan or the way Scotland play to suit the way that Blair-Kinghorn can play.
2: Yeah, Kinghorn certainly, like, one thing with Kinghorn is that we know he's such a good runner that he can keep defences on their toes as he's playing flat. What we end up seeing a lot of the time, and I, like you said, you know, I've not been on for a while, but I mean, what I say time and time again is people outside them, either overrunning or he's, like, throwing it behind them. There, there seems to be a lot of a lack of cohesion between him and Sam Johnson Um and whether that's... I mean, I, I don't really view Sam Johnson as a crash ball runner, although some people do. I think he's got okay, a more... Yeah. I think he's got a more rounded game than that. Um I think he's maybe been asked to do that. Mm. Uh, but... Well, actually, it, it, it opens up a whole other thing of um range of possibilities with midfield, because we look at how good Mark Bennett's been playing, Uh Previously, Chris Harris would be undroppable, but no, no, he's a
0: Tory.
1: <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm yeah. glad you said it. I'm not he, even well, a successful but, Tory either.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, out in the group stages, Tory.
1: <laughs>
2: um, but he you didn't know, even make out of the repershage? I, <laughs> I can't see the, when people, Johnson and Harris. They are quite. They're not the most. They're not the paciest. They're not going to cut lines and burst through pace. I mean, obviously, Johnson's done that with his try, but that's because it was quite a short-range one. Um, so now I'm starting to think, like, Bennett has been playing so well at 13. And I love Mark Bennett. And I quite like seeing him in that jersey. Is it time to mix it up? Could, could Harris even go on at 12? Because I like, like one of the squad selections for this weekend, see only two two at twelve. I'm fed up of seeing this being attempted. Because, all right, fine, he's a crash ball; so he can do a crash ball, but he isn't as good a defender as Sam Johnson.
3: Harris is Harris is the best defender, though. That's why he plays thirteen. He's kind of wasted at twelve.
2: The thing is, what if you're going to get people like Harris doesn't miss tackles. So if you're going to get people running down that channel. He's good at that part, and also it means he can organise more from twelve. He's a central man. Bennett's Bennett's pretty good in defence. Actually, he doesn't get yeah. all he, as much credit as because right he he's because he, he's quick and he can move fast and he gets back in position. Um, but yeah, it, it's more that this. I, I don't like this two to at twelve thing that's going on because when he was signed no. by the Warriors, it was like oh he's an outside centre and winger. And I don't believe he's played for Glasgow even once at 12. Maybe he has, like, just as a squad rotation thing. Um, but he's, he's, I'm sure he's played more for Scotland at 12 than has for Glasgow.
0: Yeah, he's played more he's, at 12, I think, than 13 for Scotland.
2: Yeah, and and I, and I don't understand that. When you've got Johnson, who has been playing consistently at 12, and is a 12, and then you chuck him out, for someone who isn't a 12 and he's he's done this repeatedly People uh,
3: always forget that like bar the Calcutta Cup game in at Twickenham where Cam Redpath played 12 in the last sort of 4 or 5 years, <clears throat> every really 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 good Scotland performance Sam Johnson's been a 12 so why yep. are we mucking about with all these well, other ideas? The thing is,
1: the thing is though, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying there Johnny and I, I, I accept what you're saying, but that's when you've got someone like Hastings and you've got someone like Finn Russell, who throw fat, flat, fat, uh, flat passes, kick over, kick over the, over the gain line. Um, you don't see the ball being brought to the second attack line behind the ten very regularly with Finn Russell or with 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 um, Hastings. So Sam Johnson plays incredibly well from that. And this is where this is where I get a bit frustrated with the whole Blair Kinghorn thing. Blair Kinghorn doesn't play that way, and he never has. And he's a runner. He's a 10, he's a runner. Now, whether whether that is whether we're wrong in playing him at 10, I'll give you your your chance to talk about that. And I, I know that you all, well, I know that you and John absolutely don't believe that he's a 10 for Scotland. But where he, he has worked incredibly well with Edinburgh is having a second distributor outside him, and and whether because I, I know Ian disagrees with me, but I don't think Sam Johnson's a second distributor. I think he's a someone to deal with a flat pass or someone to run onto a kick over overhead. He's a good defender, and so where if he, if and and where I'm confused with Tooney is the fact that I thought when he put, when he named Hutchison. In the team, I thought he's coming in at twelve, and that's going to be a nightmare for Argentina because you're going to have Blair Kinghorn attacking the soft shoulders, putting passes out the back, and you've got a second distributor there with Hutchie, and it, it, he didn't put him there, and that's what it's, threw me. Just out sort of
2: interest, like, who's who's played most who played most for Edinburgh at, at twelve last season? Because I mean, I wouldn't like Christine, who I'm a, quite a big fan of, uh, incidentally. I don't really see him as a distributor. Uh did Lang play quite a lot, twelve.
1: Oh. Lang played a lot and then Christine came in when he, when Lang was um was injured. But also if you if you look at Christine playing underneath under Mike Blair, he is a distributor. He's no longer because oh, he he's a lovely offload against
2: Glasgow, didn't he? Yeah,
1: and that's that's where I've I've and that's where I always used to call Christine out. I, I why is he playing? He's all, He never passes the ball. But that was under Cockrell, and he's un, under under Blair. He is starting to distribute a lot more.
0: Because there's a lot of times at Ember that Blair Kinghorn's in at second receiver as well. That like they stick twelve Lang or well, they certainly yeah. stuck Lang outside of nine, and then Kinghorn's run onto it. Yeah, and that's and not it, he, that's not the job he's been given. at Scotland, and I think when you know, I know Johnny, you were saying about you know the England game with Cam Redpath. I think the problem that. Townsend has is he's wanted to play the second distributor at 12 in the past but his second distributor at 12 has always then got horrendously injured like within one match whoever he's picked but it seems like utter madness then and the opportunity you get to try it again to just say well I'll I'll stick with these bits of what's working and then just hammer in some other random bits and see if they work rather than trying to Rather than trying to start again, almost say, Okay, we've got Black Kinghorn's coming, he's playing really well at Edinburgh. What what would work? What how, how can we make fit a game plan around him if, say, Finn Russell or Adam Hastings is going to get injured? And it's just, well, we'll just throw him in with our current systems and just see what happens, I guess. And then the moment he switched to fullback, which I don't, you know, I can't be a coincidence that Ross Thompson, like you say, Craig, Ross Thompson comes on is a better fit for the game plan. Bleking on slots very nicely in at 15, makes a wonderful cover and tackle. And Scotland play better rugby because, Johnny, everyone's playing in position.
3: Yeah, like that... and Because me and Craig have had this exact conversation. We had it earlier today. and I was saying to him that I don't think that as much of it is the fact that Ross Thompson was on, as some people are saying. You know, people are like, oh, see, Ross Thompson came on and all of a sudden the attack got better. It's like, yeah, but that it wasn't because Ross Thompson was on. It's because Ross Thompson is a 10 and was playing at 10 and Blair Kinghorn's a brilliant fullback. I was playing at fullback and suddenly everyone was in position. Like, I think a lot of what made Scotland's attack better was Blair Kinghorn attacking from 15 because he had he cut some absolutely fantastic lines he linked up with the the rest of the back line really well. Ross Thompson put him away a couple of times. It was just a it was a team where I think they all looked a bit more confident, they all looked a bit more comfortable. And they like they were attacking better. There's no getting away from it. When when Thompson came on and Kinghorn went to 15, the attack did get a bit more fluent and it did get a bit better. But I don't think it was because Ross Thompson was on. I think I think Kinghorn playing 15 probably had as much to do with it as Ross Thompson did.
0: Yeah. Um I want to talk about the forwards. I think one of the kind of big takeaways for me this weekend, Craig, was and you've touched on it already, is that when Scotland play with two open sides, and I include Jamie Ritchie in that because I know he's a kind of seen as a six and a half sometimes, but hes you know he's he's one of the, the best fetchers in the northern hemisphere right now. When Scotland play with two open sides rather than one open side and one kind of blind side or a lock, everything's so much better. We disrupt the opposition attack better. We defend better. And it just seems, again, I don't understand why we've at times reverted back to, you know, sick stamps Sam Skinner at six because we're up against France, for example, rather than playing our own game. Because when we've played our own game this weekend and not really worried about the physicality of it and just stuck dodging the mission at every rocket's paid dividends.
1: Yeah. Where we, where Scotland are best, and where I, I feel Scotland are best, and and is when we are set up, going down the route of, Tooney's fastest, most skillful team in the world, sort of when he when he came out and said we want to be able to play the fastest rugby in the world, when our forwards are going down that that route, and we've got two two sevens really playing both sides of the of, of the field. I think it's 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 teetered at points where we've been thinking actually it's not working as well. But that was when, dare I say it, we had a lighter weight eight. But Matt Fagerson has really come on and really and, and really has has made the position his. Um, he's, he's incredibly strong over he's he, you know he's built up. I don't think he's he's been perfect. For for some time, but I think he's he has he has really worked into that into that situation where now he it, it's his jersey and someone has to take it off him. Um, and and I totally agree. I th- don't get me wrong. Sam Skinner's has come to Edinburgh, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play. But when he plays at six, I don't. I, and we and we and we played a bit about with um, what's his name? He's he's injured. Uh, he's an Edinburgh player. God, it's gone right in my head. Um. The ballet Nick Healy, um, yeah, the <laughs> ballet dancer. Um, uh, when, when when he was playing at eight or at six, Scotland just didn't seem to be right uh, in the forwards. Um, you know we've got an incredibly strong and mobile front front row, um, a mobile um, uh, type five altogether. But an incredibly mobile back row, and I, th- I think I think that's where we play our best rugby, and that's where it seemed to click on the weekend.
0: Yeah, Johnny, you agree with that?
1: Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. My, my
3: only slight counterpoint to it would be that when Andy Christie came on, he was incredible, and and he doesn't go after the ball very much. But what he did do was some ridiculous chop tackles, like he was round mm. people's ankles every yeah. single time and like and if it was anybody within about sort of two passes from the rock somehow Andy christie was there every single time and he was like right around their angles take them down and there was somebody over the ball straight away as and things that it
1: really is they yeah, did a lot of that he, yeah
3: he was really good and but he he kind of had almost no interest in going after the ball really all he did was like chop people down get back up chop down the next person yeah but it worked when he was on. It, you, you didn't really notice a drop-off.
2: Yeah, there's one that's about I think, an Argentine attack when they were about five metres from the line and only six minutes from the end. You can hear Reynal saying, no, no, he's arm right in first because he has just mm. leapt off the line and just smashed some of the shins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's looked very impressive. Yeah. Um,
3: I I struggle to to work out who... If, if everyone's fit, who goes in the back row now? Because I think we, you've got Boy, Jamie Ritchie still to come back in.
0: Well, I think Dodge drops. I think you'd have Mish, Ritchie and Ferguson. I thought Matt Ferguson was immense at the weekend. Yes. Oh, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but
3: then, but then, does Darge go on the bench or does Christie go on the bench? You're
0: Darge, going to play Dodge. Probably Dodge. Dodge. Yeah. I, Darge, I honestly don't Christian. think I could
3: leave Christie completely. Could, like, if he could defend like that consistently. I, I don't know if I could leave him out, especially if, if we're winning a game. He's the person you want to come on.
2: Yeah, but then you have to, you know, it's swings. You have to take all the conditions into account, don't you? And you look at Matt Ferguson. Matt Ferguson, I, I remember when Craig was talking earlier about, you know, body shapes and uh, people falling out. When Matt Ferguson made his debut, Gregor Townsend was still like, we're not sure because he's still only 17, 18. We're not sure exactly if he's going to have a growth spot and be a definite number mm-hmm. eight, or if he's going to be a seven. Um, but the thing is, he he gives that chop tackle as well, and it, he. God, I think like Rich, like he can't ever leave Hamish. Watson. we've seen Tooney do it and been appalled. Yeah. I mean, Hamish Watson came in on Saturday, and no surprise, surprise, wins man in the match. You know, yeah, as he, as he the thing is, he's a Ritchie, tackle either. which is appalling. Richie is like my first name on the team sheet,
3: yeah. For, for a lot of reasons, I think Richie is Scotland's it's... most important player,
2: yeah. Um, but then you've got this amazing talent, Rory Darge Fagerson. Like Craig's saying, I think he has now cemented number eight for all the no, oh, but he's not big enough crowd. I think he's proved he's maybe he's not tall enough for you, but he'd tell you what, he's bloody tough enough. Uh, I think be- the chance.
0: I think the chances are that you, you, it's going to be rare that you will have Richie Watson and Ferguson all fit at the same time. Mm. So I don't think it's that often that you're going to be faced with the, the Dodge Christie dilemma. If I'm honest, Johnny, yeah. there'll be enough opportunity for the, for them both to f- slip in and out. You, you, and it's you enough also, that, that it's enough that we've got somebody else of that caliber who can come in,
1: and that's quite you also, exciting. You also have to remember that um, you'll, uh, uh, I might be wrong in this, but this will probably be Missy's last World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Rory will, will go on the World Cup tour; he'll, he'll go to the World Cup and he'll get experience of the World Cup, and then. You'll probably see the handover slowly off. He'll get more and more game time, and you'll see him coming in.
2: Yeah, but we can't allow sentimentality to take over. Quality—that's
1: Oh yeah, thing. don't get me wrong. Listen, I, 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 that if you said to me that that you know Mish was, you know, I, I didn't think Mish should go, should have gone on, to Argentina, because I, I thought he should have been left at home because he because his performance this year. Was showing as if he's incredibly tired and he's 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 needing a rest. And I was really surprised for him to go. So uh, I you know, so so for him to come out and put a man in the match performance and was very, very good and uh, it opened my eyes, but it, I certainly, you know, it's difficult.
0: I'm excited about Hamish Watson being captain.
2: Yes, I was just yeah. about to say that. Yeah. Because... And I was watching
0: the there was the interview with Gregor Townsend. Um, after the squad was announced on, on the SIU YouTube channel, saying, you know, he's he's not been captain before, but he stepped up on this tour as a leader. Mm. And when you see, I mean, even like him getting his 50th cap, I mean, you, know, you know, Gilchrist got me in the feels when he was blubbing about the fact that he was getting <laughs> Mish's 50th cap. But then he's just a very, he, he's a very clear communicator, Hamish Watson. And he never takes a step backwards. You know, I, I don't think he's ever had... He's had games where he's not been outstanding for Scotland. I don't think he's ever had... Aside from his debut, where he got yellow carded within five minutes of coming on. I don't think he's he's never had a bad game for Scotland. Still no. he's, had, um... he's never He's never had anything below a seven. I don't think he's ever put in anything below a seven out well, of ten.
2: I, I don't know. Has he Cammy? me... If I don't. I have, have to check. I have to check the record.
0: <laughs> did he play on that? I don't think he did. You know, I don't know. No. I would have given. Him, I, I wouldn't have given Misha seven. Oh shit! I'll, I'll check. I'll check on that while we carry on talking. But Craig uh, Hamish Watson is captain. Is he? Is he captain Ember before?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, not in my in my memory. So um, you know, he's. Uh, I, I. I. And and you said it, if I remember correctly, when we talked about him going out to Argentina. And you said, you know, he's he's been given a chance to come out and just be on tour and be part of the group, and there's a reason for it, and this is this has obviously been Tooney's reason for it. Now, okay, fair enough. I think is Gilchrist injured, or I've not seen I've not seen anything released to say why he's not in the squad because he's not even in the he's not even on the bench. So. He's completely out, um, completely out of the squad. So, you know, I don't know whether it's been um, whether it's been fortune that's favoured Mish, but certainly, just as you say, Tooney's come out and said, you know, he's been an, he's been a great leader for all the players that have been out there, all the young lads as well. So, I think just as you were saying, there was a reason for it, and, and this is obviously the reason for it.
0: Yeah, it seems strange to me, Johnny, that he hasn't been part of the leadership group before which is kind of what Townsend was alluding to that you would have thought Mish would have been right in there
3: yeah yeah it's it's a weird one and and whether it's one of these things where like he's not formally part of the leadership group but everybody knows that like you always just listen to Mish because I think like I Hamish wants to strike me as, as the kind of person who doesn't have to be in the leadership group to be a leader. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Like well, like he's he's maybe not necessarily part of the formal leadership group, but when he speaks you listen. Type thing.
0: Ian disappeared. I don't understand
2: Hello. what happened. Sorry, there. yes. Uh, um mm. no uh, I've had my work laptop cl- cl- plugged in. Um and I hadn't Plugged my own laptop in so the battery died. Oh, well, there you go. nice
0: to have you back. I, 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 I was checking, I was checking out, I was checking out my. I, I hadn't noticed that because I had another tab open, checking what marks I gave Hamish tonight at that England game. And uh, I'm upset to say I gave him zero out of 10. Ah, uh... <laughs> my exact words. Now, this is a Lions year for context. This was a Lions year. So I said he's managed some yep. of his trademark runs, but exposed at the breakdown. Back to touring with Scotland in the summer. That's an allusion to not being on the Lions tour. No longer deserving of a nickname zero out of 10. You oh, absolutely, oh, oh, monster. Son of a... oh, monster. Oh, that was the year that's the year we christened him pinball, you see. Uh,
2: well, uh, was, um, that. what was interesting, um, if I don't know if you saw the Toonie chat on Twitter, no, you said you saw it on YouTube. I didn't care if it was a different cup, um, but Toonie said that this was the first tour that Watson had been voted in as uh, part obviously with Hogg in that way they were doing votes on Leadership Group and Watson got voted into as part of the Leadership Group. Uh, he was apparently the most popular vote. And I think just before I got cut off, um, like I think I heard you were saying, um, I think he has become... Uh, he's, he he goes in front of the cameras now. I mean, usually he has to do it because he's one man of the match. Um, but he, you know, uh, he was a, a sort of Vodafone. He had his own, like, Mishcam. On the lions tour uh, after winning the, the player tournament and like you said, you know he, he leads by actions uh he's not a big shouter but when he speaks you listen because he's got to that stage now where you know like you said he's a constantly good performer he's in the cold face he gets stuck in you follow that man into battle um so you just you know he doesn't need to be loud. whatever he says mm-hmm. has weight to it
0: yeah, um, look, we've hit the hour mark, and joining us, fresh from his tennis, it's John Anderson. Hello, John.
3: Hello, hello, hello. How are we all?
0: Wonderful, John's, John's, John's wearing his headset, but he's using it clearly on his laptop mic.
2: I'm not, yeah. oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're speaking to us from from inside a cave, John. <laughs> So what I'm going to do, we're going to wrap it up there. If you um, for, for the main podcast, while John sorts out his mic and makes it sound like he's uh, not in a cave. Um, that's it for the main pod this week. We're not entirely certain whether there will be a main pod this week. There will be, uh, next week, sorry, there will be a, a Patreon um, summer tour kind of end of season wrap-up next week for definite we may put depending if there's any news or any big talking points from the game this weekend we, we may put our normal podcast as well so keep an eye on or the a new Glasgow coach or a new Glasgow coach indeed <laughs> um we may put our main podcast for that so watch the channels there'll definitely be a patreon um podcast next week we're going to go and record our patreon special now um john's gonna to have to catch up with some of the running jokes we've we've had for this um i'm about to confuse him by talking about john hollis he won't have a clue what we're talking about um for mo- for the moment though it is goodbye from me and goodbye from craig ian john from his cave and johnny
2: oh. uh, on it.